Welcome to Gethsemane Sundays from Gethsemane Lutheran Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The presiding minister is the Reverend Deborah Muter, music performed by Aaron Smith. The following sermon was recorded on September 13, 2020. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 18th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. Out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him his debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him by the throat, he said, pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed And they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he should pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. You may have noticed I don't give my sermons titles. This is one of those things I had to do it when I was on internship. Oh, and I hated it, so I didn't do it as a pastor. But there is a spot on the sermon form that says sermon title, and sometimes the kids give me titles for my sermons after I've given them, which I appreciate. Today's title, ready? Click. Have you ever been the person who stands at the entrance of an event with a little clicker, that's what it's called, is a clicker, in your hand, a little metal thing, and you push it down every time somebody walks in? Who has ever done that? Somebody here. Okay, good. Some of you have done that, right? Or you've seen somebody do it. I've seen people who carry them around the track at the Y and click so that they can count their laps, right? Click, click, click. So imagine you've got one of those in your hand. Or for the younger crowd, imagine you've got an app on your phone that every time it'll click 
And why? What are we counting? What are we doing? We're counting the times that other people sin against us. Specifically, we're counting the times each person sins against us, each person that we know. So every time, most people are going to love this one, every time your spouse says that thing again that you've told him or her not to say, and they irritate you, click. Okay? Every time your mother or father or your son or daughter does that thing or doesn't do that thing you've asked them to do and sins against you, say it with me, click. Counting those sins, right? And how many times, how many clicks do you give each person before you say, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Well, that click, click, click gets addressed today. The numbers in today's gospel reading are very important. And unfortunately, if you don't know some of the background or know how much denarii and talents are worth, you don't know what they mean. It really doesn't mean much. It kind of takes away from the story, unfortunately. That's why I want to fill you in on the numbers, including the clicks, because there's a lot of clicks in here. Your finger would be cramped at some point trying to catch all of these. So it starts with Peter. And sometimes our gospel readings have spaces from week to week or even different books of the Bible. This one comes immediately on the heels. If you were reading Matthew 18, you would have read last week's gospel about um, if someone in the church sins against you, and then it goes right to this. And Jesus explains what to do. And then Peter immediately turned, it doesn't say immediately, but it says like, then Peter came to him and said, well, Lord... Peter, the one who always jumps up and has an answer, sometimes right and sometimes terribly, devilishly wrong, right? But this time he comes up and says, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? And and you want to give Peter some credit because he's trying to be generous because he says, how about seven times? Doesn't sound like very much to us. We all know that we have sinned against and sinned others probably even the same sin to the same person more than seven times in the, in the days, weeks, months, and years that we've known one another. And by church, it doesn't mean just within the congregation of the church. It means basically everybody you deal with. By the time he's done with the story, Jesus will have made it clear it's everybody you deal with, right? How many times should I forgive? And Peter says seven, which is the perfect number, seven days in the week, also happens to be more than twice the requirement of the law to forgive someone. According to the law, how many times are you supposed to forgive another person? Three. Peter was magnanimous in his forgiveness. How about seven times? Probably expecting Jesus to pat him on the head and say, good job, Peter, that was very generous. But here's the thing, here's the the line, the level to which we are to come up to that's the law. And then here's Jesus. Mind if I stand on the altar for this one? I'm not going to. I'm kidding. It's a joke. That's where you are. Okay. Way, way, way up here. Here's the law. Here's where Jesus puts us. This is what he wants. He says, the law says to you, but I say to you, higher. Christian love is higher. It's more. And we learn it from him. Now, can we always get all the way up to that? Of course not. So Peter says, three, says seven, Jesus says 77, 
or 70 times 7, depending on where you read it. And guess what? He doesn't mean 77. He doesn't mean 75, click. 76, click. 77, click. Yes, I don't have to forgive him for that anymore. No. We know better. We know that the one who died, on, who suffered and died on the cross to forgive all of our sins doesn't keep click, click, click counting. And he calls on us to not keep click, click, click counting. That's what Jesus does. Like I talked about with the girls up here, that's not easy. The big hard ones are hard to get over, and the many, many, many little ones are hard to get over. Now, there are some people that we need to get away from because they continue to hurt us. Yes, there's a time for that too. But there are plenty of people in our lives that we're gonna, we are around and we're going to be around, and we're going to need to forgive them again and again and again. Here's a little side comment to add to that that's not in this. They're needing to forgive us on a regular basis also. It's true. The clicking goes on and on. Now, the numbers are important. What about this parable? First of all, Jesus has told this parable. I mean, it's a Paul Bunyan tall tale. It doesn't mean it's a lie. It means he's exaggerated and made it huge so you'll get it. Again, we don't know how much talents and, and denarii are worth, so we, we, we need a little help getting it. The, but you get the idea. The first guy goes to the Lord, this little L Lord, you know, the, like the, the slave owner, the master of the house, whatever he is, and he, because he's been called in to pay his debt. His debt is 10,000 talents. How much is 10,000 talents? Get this. If you were a, a minimum wage worker and you went to work every day, every year, for 150 years, and never spent any of that money, just saved it, you could pay off the debt. It'd be like me saying, basically, he owed him a million billion dollars. It doesn't matter. Once you get past, oh, I don't know, about a million or so, it's insurmountable. It's laughable that he says, I will pay it back. He cannot pay it back, not in this lifetime or the next one or 148,000 other lifetimes. He cannot pay back this debt. It's way, way up here. And the master does what? Out of pity for him. Forgives him. Releases him of the debt takes a piece of paper and says, paid in full, puts it in the shredder, done. And that man should have walked out of that place just high on life. His shoulders up, the burden released, happy to get out there and be a great person because someone just did the most incredible, unbelievable thing for him, and he doesn't get 10 steps out of the door before he runs into some poor schmuck who owes him a hundred days worth of work, a hundred denarii. Three and a half months versus 150 years of work. He runs into this guy, gets him by the collar and says, pay me what you owe me. What happened? Why would he do this? He should look at that guy and say, hey, I've been released from all kinds of debt. I forgive you too. 
What you owed me was nothing compared to what I owed the Lord of the house. This is what Jesus wants us to hear. The incredible disparity between what we owe and what other people owe us. And when I say owe and when I say debts, I don't just mean dollar signs, but sometimes that's what it is. Many of us would rather have someone owe us money than owe us the heartache that we feel like they've inflicted on our lives. Forgiveness is not optional for the people of God. This is what Jesus is trying to say. Forgiveness is not, well, you're a Christian person, here's some things you should probably do. No, this is what Christian people do. Because we do what Jesus does and did, we forgive one another. Forgiveness is foregoing our right of repayment, saying, you don't owe me anymore. You didn't owe me at all. And that's very hard to do. We're not going to get anything back for our hurts. We are choosing to do what Anna and Elsa tell us to do. And what is that? Say it out loud, Kenzie. Oh, somebody else then. Let it go. I know they say a lot of things. You probably know too much about Anna and Elsa. If you don't know who Anna and Elsa are, ask your, ask your grandkids. Okay. Yep. So let it go. Good. Well, keep thinking about that one. Let it go. Let it go. Right? Because what happens when I let go of that anger and hurt and resentment is I get better too, even if I was mad at you. For the record, I'm not mad at any of you, not at the moment. But I will try very hard to listen to what Jesus said and forgive you when I get mad at you again. And I hope you will for me too. It frees us when we forgive. And it frees, it frees you as you forgive, and it frees the other person as well. Even our huge debt to God gets wiped away. God forgives us. Why do we forgive? Because Jesus who died on the cross for us forgives us. Because Jesus, who gives us new life today and in the resurrection, died for us and forgives all of our sins. And why wouldn't we forgive? I've got two really good reasons why we wouldn't forgive. See what you think. One, you don't forgive because you don't believe that God has forgiven you. Two, you don't believe because you don't think you have anything to be forgiven for. I hope you can see through those as easily as I can. God has forgiven us. And we are called to forgive one another, as hard as that is. And how do we do it? Only with God's help each day. Amen.
This has been a Wayne Shout production. Wayne Shout.